Ned Shaw and I uh, woke Jim up from his NyQuil nap and had an episode this week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And Ned is just such a, a nice guy and uh, a great podcaster. So check out Fatherhood Field Notes. Check out our episode. And then buy his journal. Join us January 1st. We're going to start journaling. We're going to have Ned back on and talk about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so join us and, uh, don't forget to jump on, subscribe, review, and share with a friend. Thanks for listening. Dads worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. And with us today, I'm so excited. I'm I'm fanboying out because I love this guy. I love his podcast. It is it's awesome. Any anytime uh, I I I actually recommend his fatherhood podcast over mine over ours. <laughs> I I I'm just like no, you got to listen to it. Yeah, you listen to ours too, but but you definitely got to listen to this guy's podcast, Fatherhood Field Notes. It's Ned Shout. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. Oh, man, I'm super stoked to hang out with you guys. I love hearing your show. You guys make me laugh, so it's fun to hang out. Thank you. Thank you. It's really an honor. Uh, so and I, that was that was scripted, right? We gave him, we told him to say that. Did I read yeah. it wrong? No, but yeah, I haven't yeah. paid him yet. I haven't <laughs> yeah, paid him yet. Yeah. Right, right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ned, I mean, you, you're an author. You're a podcast host. Uh, Rebel and Create is the is the uh, is the brand. That's Father right. the uh, Fatherhood Legacy Journal is the book. I mean, this thing is sturdy. Yeah, man. Thank I, you. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, Jim. Do you want to start with dad questions? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, you want you go first. Uh, I'm, I'm first of all, I am excited to have Ned on the show because I can't wait to talk about. Uh, uh, his book and, and uh, get into that. Uh, but I'm also excited. We haven't had a guest that we went over these dad questions like this for a while. So I'm super pumped. Yep. Nice. Uh, all right. Uh, what has been your proudest dad moment? Now, actually, no, stop. Stop. Oh, How many oh. times have we done this? And I, ah. yeah. Ned, give us the bio. How many kids? Yeah. How many yeah. do you want to give away? Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I've got five kids. I have an eight year old. I have two 11-year-olds, which were surprise twins. Whoa. I have a 12-year-old. She was four months old when we found out my wife was pregnant with the <laughs> twins. Thank you, Champagne. <laughs> and, and we have a 14-year-old. Four girls and one boy. So, yeah. Oops. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in the, I thought I'd have two kids, but, man, I love it. I love it. It's fun. I mean, it's you know, life is full and messy, but it's super fun. You know, we were happy with two, uh, but we're just as happy with three. So yes. we, we definitely weren't planning for the third one, but yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and I'd have another one. I'd have another one for sure, yeah. but that one's closing. 
I closed that window yeah. <laughs> hard, hard and fast. Well, I'd have to do the old snip, snap, snip, snap. Yes. If, uh, I oh. went for the, uh, if I went for the great the reference. One. Great reference. Who's going to snip, snap, snip, snap. Oh, yes. Oh, all right. So, so what has been your proudest dad moment? This is going to be tough. You have five kids. I mean, whew. Yeah, man, I think that there's so there's so many, you know how it goes. It's like there's so many really hard moments, so many like, God, I can't hear the word dad again today, right? There's just so many. It's just like so full. And then there's these moments of like, oh, my gosh, things are really getting through to you or, oh, man, you really have been paying attention. And so there's these incredible moments. So I try to document them. <clears throat> I try to throw them in a journal so that I can remember them and and remember the good stuff. But you know what? Just to think recently, um, I've been wanting to do something with my kids outside and with COVID going on. I, I ended up getting my kids snowboard passes and we went up snowboarding and my four older ones, so 211, 12 and 14, I could just send on the mountain by themselves and trust that I've invested the time with them, that they're responsible to be together. They're responsible to buddy up you know, they can go out to the car and get a snack and lock it up and do all that. So it, that was just recently, like maybe a week and a half ago where I was with my eight year old teaching her going, wow, this is really cool. Like what a, a, a proud moment that they're having a sense of freedom. And I was a part of giving that to them. That's great. I mean, when you can see them flourish. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, because like we're raising these adults, really, right? And we want them to start to have a sense of freedom and stuff. And it's sad on one hand, you know, like I was just thinking my 14-year-old, I got – I think I said we went to cut our Christmas tree down. The kids were all fighting, being punks in the car. And I turn around like, we got four more of these with Brooklyn. Like I got four more of these until she's moved – you know, so she's going to go do her thing. So you guys all shut up and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you deal with it. You deal whatever yeah. it is. You will have fun. Yeah. Uh, Mandatory so, fun yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jeb. All right. Uh, let's see. I, I I have the hard hitting questions over here on my side. I'm just trying to decide which one I want to yeah, throw at you first. Uh, what high level job, Ned? Do you think you could talk your way into, and no one would ever notice? Wow. So like work wise, what kind of job could I talk myself into? Sure. Yeah. What kind of high level job could I talk myself into? Um, (laughs) let's see. I've been in sales since I was 20. Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) yeah, I feel like just, just kind of BS my way into it. I mean, anything that had to do with sales, I feel like I'd go in and, and I mean, I remember my second job, I went in with no college degree and I just told the guy, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to work harder and smarter than all these other guys you're hiring. So give me the job. And, uh, he, he, he gave me the job. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's funny. My mom is like, if you want something, just go figure it out. Now, obviously there's, I'm not going to be a professional basketball player, right? (laughs) I'm just barely, why not figure it out, Ned? Well, figure it out. But, uh, yeah, so anything with sales, I think I could go talk my way into it and then hopefully figure it out. Awesome. All right. 
What was the most important thing your dad passed on to you? Showing me that marriage can work for sure, without a doubt. My mom and dad are very different um, politically, faith, religious, very different, but they've made it work. And I would say 100% that my dad showed me that you, that marriage is an idea, right? It's not just you're marrying this person and it's, I mean, and he's happy. So it's not like just that means you just be a passive a hole, um, but you invest in it and you engage in it and you, you figure it out. And I've regularly told my parents that's the greatest gift they've ever gave my brother and I is that they showed us that it's possible. You know, and I think really that's what marriage is about anyway. So it's really shaped my view of marriage is it's it's this idea that you can build community and that you're not always going to get along. You're not always going to see the same way. And that's really the point. I mean, it helps me become a better person if I'm willing to put that work in because I have to face myself, too. So, yeah, I would say that for sure. Man, that's that's uh, that's. Definitely the first time we got that answer. And yep. yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And then, and you hear it, you know, when I hear myself even say it, it's like, you know, we're, we're in this dad space. We care about fatherhood a lot. And, and a lot of us could be in this space because maybe we didn't have a great dad story. And, um, guys are trying to level up because they didn't know, have somebody to look at, you know, and I'm sure if I look at my dad, there's areas I would have liked him to be different. And, and there's areas where he was incredible, you know, but I think that it's good to see what we what we've gained from the people in our lives, both the good and the the messy. Learn from the good, learn from the bad. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. All right, Jim. Okay. Let's see. What is one childish or childlike thing you still enjoy doing? Oh, I hope we can spend the rest of the time on this question. <laughs> uh, farting, burping, yeah. <laughs> dancing, mooning, um, you know, the pop- slap behind the knee, the, uh, let's see, the wet willies as a definite, um, crop dusting my son, um, goodness, uh, I slept in the treehouse the other night. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> How's your back? It's good. It's good. <laughs> I mean, it hurt before and it hurt after. So <laughs> there, you, there you go. Uh, riding bicycles, riding dirt bikes, playing in the snow. Uh, I mean, you, you know, just I just like to have fun. And I and I joke with my wife. Okay, so we got married at. I turned twenty one six days before our wedding, and I was on band tour for four weeks before our wedding. And she's working to make money, and I was with my buddy two buddies playing like the West coast, you know, playing these little shows. <clears throat> and I came back with a Mohawk and a, my LeBray pierced. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, turned, I turned 21 and we got married. And my theory is that I don't ever have to grow up because see most men around 28 to 30 years old, they're like, I need to attract a female. So I got to stop acting like an idiot. So they are forced to grow up to attract a female. Well, she married me and had, five kids with me prior to me doing that. So there's nowhere for her to go. And I don't have to grow up in that area of my life. So pretty fun. <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah, you truly uh, know that she likes you the way you are, right? Or the, for who you are, I should say. I'm sure she could. Say, she'd say I could joke less, but um, yeah, I think well, she. Where's she the likes me. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes you agree with her, sometimes you don't. That's it. Yeah, That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. That's marriage. Uh, all right. What is the one thing that you hope your children learn from you? I pause because, you know, with us being intentional fathers, there's so much that is really important to us. But I think really at the core of who I am and is, is that it would be to love God and love others. So it's like if they could go through their life and, and that's balanced, you know, because I think those are equally as important. And, and I think knowing, you know, knowing the power that they have to love other people and that that has an impact um, is critical. And my hope is that they see me do that. Uh, so it's not necessarily something I had to tell them to do, but it's something that they see me do so that then they will carry that on into their days, weeks, months, years, you know, that's a, it's a tough thing to teach, right? I mean, you have to lead by example and yeah, I feel like they have to see you do it for sure. Yeah, that's definitely not like, hey, come here, son, let me show you how to change this tire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. It's it's like watch me for twenty five years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it can't be the this is what I post on Instagram, this is what you hear on a podcast or reading the book. It's like you know, somebody said a quote that I just I just uh, had written down and meant a lot, like, don't judge my character by my kids, judge my character by my grandkids. And I thought that's super heavy, right? Because yeah, that's like, how's my son going to be a dad? I mean, I'm how I am is how he's going to be. Yep. And so I could force my kid to be perfect when I show up to your house for dinner. That doesn't really mean a whole lot. You know, it's like you got to look longer than that, deeper than that in the in the in the shadows almost, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. That's unbelievable quote. So true. Yep. Yeah, I dig it. It's like you got to wrestle with that a bit. All right, Jim. Nice. Uh, all right, so this next question, I guess, I, I kind of want to alter a little bit. Uh, from your first child to your last child, <laughs> what was one thing that scared you as a father and how did that change i guess that how did that change from your first child to your last child or did it change yeah no i mean i remember i was 23 when we had brooklyn and i would be laying in bed and i'd be like she's definitely dead in her crib she is and so i'd get oh, up God. i'd go and i'd walk in her room and i'd put my face down my ear down to her breath her you know i'm like oh, okay she's breathing still you know so it's like this oh my gosh i'm a dad and i'm responsible for this human like i can't do anything in our world yet they're gonna send me home with a human being and so it was like that first initial and i was never afraid to change a diaper or hold a baby like i love love babies but there was something about this i don't really have control you know i, I have some control but i don't i don't really have control whether you make it in a lot, you know, like I can't make her heart beat or her lungs work. So I just, I felt very heavy. And then your last kid, you're like, they're fine. 
they're fine. You dropped her. She's fine. She's screaming in her bed. She's fine. She's asleep in her bed. She's fine. You know, there's this whole next level of she's going to be okay. You know, it's so funny that you say that because I, you know, Genevieve is my first child, but okay. Jess, Jess has a teen. Now we have a, a teenager in the house and then, but that's that's the same thing that goes through my head ned is at night like i make a hundred trips into the into the bedroom because i'm like i can't have this baby die on my watch <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know yeah, but, it's so sad but it's yeah it's real yeah. man yeah it's real yeah yeah i uh my uh yeah it must be too much time between my second and third because i'm still like my third you know now isabel uh, every now and then i i like creep in there and i'm like are you okay you're like i know she is i know she's fine yeah. you know but uh. but even sometimes like i get this anxiety and i have to go in my boy's room and you know eight gonna be six in a couple days and i'm still like hey you know how you guys doing you know i'll just put my hand on their chest and just yep. you know and ah yeah, it's so funny that you say that. Yeah. <laughs> and it really it's think of humbling it. too. Yeah. yeah, you know it's yeah. humbling because we want to be these just like oh, I'm the strongest, machoist, whatever. And then at this core, we also know that there's like something else we're relying on for this all to work. Yeah, yep. I'm a little bitch. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. I'm just glad you didn't say that you never cared and you never went in. That's where I right. thought it was going to go. Oh <laughs> hell no! Oh my god, no. I All like right. to pretend like I'm like the strong parent, and I'm, and I'll be like, "Well, let, we're gonna let the baby cry it out tonight." And then when I think my wife is sleeping, I like inch out of the bed, like, <laughs> tiptoe tip into the room, and go check on the baby. <laughs> You're trying to be a hero, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I never would have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. My last question, Ned. Um, the book that you've hidden from your kids because you're just so damn sick of reading it. Oh, wow. Man, I actually can't think of one. Oof. I can't think of a book. I mean... Oh, that's it. Ordained. Saint. No, <laughs> no, no. there's so many books. There's so many books <laughs> I want to throw out. It's like... I think I probably just ditched books I didn't like, or I just picked the books I did like to read to them. You know what I mean? Yep. So if they're like, let's read a book, I probably just grabbed one off a shelf selfishly that I liked to read. <laughs> and so I just never even read the same book over and over. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, that was a fail of an answer. No, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right, Jim. We're, we're cycling through three different books right now. <laughs> And I definitely have a favorite out of those three that I encourage her to to, to go get. <laughs> no, you don't want that one. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one's quicker. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have a movie, man. The Mister Peabody and Sherman. I could probably quote that freaking movie. <laughs> like, gosh, dang it! How many times I listen to that in the car, just in the background? That's definitely a movie that's purposely been scratched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened to it as it goes flying out the car window. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We haven't we Genevieve is just to the point now where she's starting to get interested in like what's on the television mm. and you know because you know her attention span at 16 months is is nothing. Uh but so she is 
uh, taken a liking to uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and but only we watch a thirty-minute episode only for like the last five minutes of the show when they do the hot dog dance song. That's the only part of the show she'll pay attention to. But it has to be on the t- it has to be on, and you know we watch it through one of the streaming networks, and you know how they work when the when the show ends is credits, and it'll show like fifteen seconds to the next episode is a little ticker. The minute she sees that, she starts yelling at the television. She'll run and get the remote and bring you the remote because she is not patient enough to wait the 15 <laughs> seconds oh for my the next God. show to automatically start coming on. We are creating monsters, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. I, we're uh, we're uh, Nazis with the TV remote, so our kids watch like an hour a day and about that. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we uh, we started noticing behavior uh, issues as soon like as, and even now, even when we keep it to an hour, uh, they still they'll get a little rowdy, and uh, it's just not worth it. So, I my my firstborn uh, will literally he turns into a zombie. The TV's on. You could slap. Zones out. Yeah, you could like slap him in the face. I don't think he would move. Oh, really? Yeah, it's in, it's 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 kind of frightening, actually. So, but yeah. you, you, I mean, it makes you realize why they call it the boob tube. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Jim, you got another question? Last question. All right, last question. Uh, you know, and I always I always try to save the uh, uh, most thought provoking question for last. So, you know, we can really dissect it. But, uh, Ned, uh, on the topic of hot dogs, mm. is a hot dog a sandwich? Ooh. Is a hot, no, a hot dog is its own food. Now, I'm curious because you're out on the West Coast and we've had a lot of regionalized answers to this question. So, you're saying a hot dog is its own food. Now, how do you guys eat hot dogs out on the West Coast? Well, I love hot dogs. Me and my son will put some hot dogs down. My daughters have all watched the YouTube videos of how it's made, so they refuse. <laughs> but the uh, first mistake. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch that. Hot dogs are delicious. <laughs> so I would I, – hmm. so, I mean, you, you could just give me a pack of hot dogs, and I'll put them in the microwave and put them in a bun. But boiled, I think, is better. And then I would say that throw it on the barbecue, that's Mm. even better. But I'm just a mustard and onions. That's it, mustard and onions. But then I love to make bratwurst, so I don't know if that counts. But boil those in some beer. And then bun, Dijon mustard, onions, and a couple beers. Ooh. It's making me hungry right now. Yeah, right. My yeah. mouth is watering. Yeah. My mouth is so watering. Good. Yeah. And I mean, throw some chili on there too, but that's a whole different meal to me. Chili dogs Ooh. is different than just some hot dogs. And does ketchup have any place in the world of a hot dog? Not for me. No. no. Okay. Nope. Because nice. that's always been a confliction too with 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 this question. So. Yeah, who, huh, all right. Who was Hot saying dog is his own thing? Who, someone was saying uh, in Chicago, what do they? They just do relish or something like that. Who was saying that? Doyle was saying that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. yeah. It, I, I'm a, I'm a ketchup mustard. I love onions. Yeah, dill relish. Oh God, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> just drown it in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Jason's been getting quite upset at the answers we've been getting, Jim. I don't know if you've been, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, but uh oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not going his way, not yeah. going his way. Uh, awesome, uh, Ned. Yeah, so a book, a podcast. Which came first? In... Yeah. So um, I start. So I wrote a book called Rebel and Create, and that was just kind of my mantra about Rebel and Create. I put it out. Um, Father's Day 2019 did like a like a book release at a local brewery here in Northern California and just had a bunch of friends come and it was super fun. So released that book and uh, then the Monday after I started the podcast and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to interview rad dads, learn for myself, share it with the world. And uh, I was like, I'll commit to doing one a week until 2020 and see how it goes. So I just did one a week for six months and it was fun. I was just having such a blast, you know, and, and in that time, uh, I had been diving more into my own personal journals and I was like, you know what? I love journaling. I'm going to create a journal for dads. And so I think I probably decided that in like August. So designed it, created it put it on Kickstarter, funded it and had them all shipped by January 1st. So in six months I put out my book, which that took a couple years and then started the podcast and then created the fatherhood legacy journal. Um, and so that was kind of the progression. And then, and then I just, fatherhood is just such a rad thing to me. Um, that then I kind of took the journal and created the fatherhood legacy box, which is like a, a box that somebody could order to welcome a new dad into fatherhood. Cause I'm just passionate about dudes knowing who they are, you know? And, and I think that, you know, sometimes if your friend, you're like really good friend has a kid, you're like, you know, driving to the hospital going, Oh my gosh, I probably should have got something. So you go buy a cheap cigar or cheap <laughs> bottle of whiskey or something yeah. stupid. I mean, that stuff's great. Right. But, um, doesn't last. Yeah. Something to more in, and I love to give gifts. Um, and so I, wanted to create something where a dude could say, Hey bro, welcome to fatherhood. You have what it takes. It's really simple, but you know, we've kind of lost the art of rites of passage in a sense. And sometimes I think we show up to the hospital or, you know, to our friend's house who just had a baby and it's more like, Oh, you can't have sex for six weeks or, Oh, your life is over. Or like, we just make it a joke, which I'm still going to joke, you know, but (laughs) the core of it is still this like, you know, for the woman, there's this, I mean, straight up barbaric rite of passage. You grew a human being for nine months. You gave birth to a human and now you get to, you're feeding it too. You know, it's like the dad's almost like, holy crap, what the heck am I supposed to be doing here? And so it's just a little token. Yeah, exactly. It's a little token. So that's kind of the progression of the book, the journal, the podcast. And, uh, yeah. That's, uh, so uh, yeah, I, and I, as I said before, I love the I love the podcast. I it is phenomenal. You have thanks, uh, man. Appreciate yeah, that. The the guests that you have on, um, and I'm trying to remember. I think you reached out to me, so I started listening to your podcast, and I was just blown away. Mm. And just the first five episodes, uh, I was just uh, it. Uh, some of it was just heart wrenching. Mm. Uh, very emotional, and. I tend to shy away from that kind of stuff. So, uh, but Jim doesn't. So I, I instantly messaged him and I'm like, yeah, Jim, you got to listen to this. This is unbelievable. You're going to yep. love it. <laughs> I know you're going to love it. Trust me. Um, 
Man, I appreciate that a lot. I mean, just like you guys, you know, it's like a lot of work to do this. It's a lot of work to put into it, but it matters to us. You know, it, it matters to, to you guys and to me. And so it's it's nice when you get to connect with other dudes who are as passionate and intentional and consistent with the the mission to be a good dad first and foremost and then to try to encourage other dudes to step into their role. And, and the fathers that you have on, uh, especially in the beginning, they were um, – they're just regular guys. But yeah, they, but, they know, had, to, but they had, but they had, but they weren't amazing in a different ways. They had something to offer, um, whether advice or just a story, just that you can learn from. It, it really was, uh, I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah, and I'm still trying to keep that same balance, you know, because it's hard because you want to get the message out there. So, you know, if you have a guest who has a name, then then clearly people are going to want to go hear from that. But, I mean, every single dude has a story. Every human being has a story, right? You just have to be curious enough to dig in and find out what that is, but we can all learn from each other. And that's what I really love about fatherhood is it's a level playing field. It doesn't matter if I make, you know, 15 bucks an hour or 500 bucks an hour, you know, bringing home your first child, uh, you know, trying to navigate when your daughter has her first period and how you play into that, you know, figuring out when your kid goes to high school, like these are all things that you're going to have to deal with no matter who, who you are. I mean, as far as like what the world would say is, your status. So I definitely want to always keep the like regular Joe in there because they've got so much. I mean, just like any, we all have a story, right? We all have a story. Yeah. So yeah. 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 There's a, there's always something to learn. Uh, I mean, even we've, we've had moms on and, you know, and our moms actually, and, yep. uh, but we've had other, uh, other moms on and, uh, it's, you know, just you can always learn from someone if you're open yeah. to it, you know, absolutely. exactly. Absolutely. Uh, so what was the inspiration for the first book? What, 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 uh, because you're not, you weren't, you aren't really, well, you're professionally, you're not an author. So what, what, uh, what stuck out to you? You're like, I, I have to do this. This is, this is, this is something I've got to do. Yeah. And 25, I mean, I always felt like I was a great dad and, and intentional to my kids, but um, I had always felt like I was going to build this youth center and in 2015 it all fell apart and I put a ton of energy, a ton of my life into trying to create this thing and it fell apart and I was like, wow, I guess, I guess I'm going to sell insurance. That's actually what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, that's what my day job was. And, um, and it's not sexy or exciting to me in, in the sense of like, Hey, what do you do for a living? You know, which I kind of hate that question anyways. But, um, so 2015, this thing I was working on just completely fell apart. It blew up. And so a lot of self-reflection that year and I had all this energy and I just dumped it even more into my family. Um, and the my fulfillment level just was like, oh, man, what if I would have missed some of this? What if I would have, you know, not put my best into this, you know? I uh, put my very best into other things. How sad is that? And so when I came to that realization, I felt like we live in a world where we glorify a spotlight. We glorify making a name for yourself. And so then if we don't have those things, we almost feel second best and we don't allow ourselves to have the level of fulfillment that we can have. 
And so I was like, I got to share this with other dudes that selling insurance, which I wouldn't choose, you know, if, if I was five years old in kindergarten class, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't choose doesn't mean that the satisfaction or fulfillment of my life, you know, it's almost better that I don't have some like professional surf job, which just makes me like find so much value in that versus my family. It's almost better that my brick making job is something that it's not like I want to put the trophies up. I'd rather, you know, every award I've won for insurance, I've thrown away. Like I'd rather have my kids paintings and pictures and stuff like that. So that's why I wrote rebel and create. And that's the idea is like rebel against the status quo, rebel against the mediocre life, rebel against the idea that the adventure somewhere else, like we're warriors, you and I were fighters, we're dudes. We, we want to be masculine. We want to fight against something, but we need something to fight against. So fight against this BS mediocre life. And then don't just tear the walls down and be a passive a-hole. Go create the life that you want to create. So that's, that's what the first book was about and why I wrote it. And I had been working on it for like three years, like 20,000 revisions because uh, English wasn't my strong suit in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but it was super fun, man, and freaking huge. Like I totally respect anybody who's put a book out because it is a lot of work. Yeah, that's a ton, a ton. Yeah, Jim and I try to do like a 20-page uh, children's book and – well, we haven't done anything really. It's just we we talked about it for two seconds, and we we're like, "Yeah, sounds good." Yeah, <laughs> you guys should do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, now, now comes the journal. So, yes. you, so you did. So you did the, uh, the rebel and create. You come out with uh, the podcast, and then uh, the journal. Um, now. You've been journaling for a long time. Since I was 18, and I'm 37 now. Now, now was that a uh, weekly thing, a monthly thing, a whenever you thought of it type thing? Because every, every time someone tells me they journal, I'm, I instantly think, like, this is nightly. There's no way I can do this. Like, I, I instantly, I, I I don't know. I just, I go to the, like, worst case scenario. Like, ah, I'm not, I can't do that. It's too, it's too much. Yeah, I kind of think that anybody who says, like, oh, I wake up at 345 every single day of my life, you know, there's just seasons of it, right? There's seasons, so you just happen to catch them in that season. Like, it's, it's I'm not a robot. It's unrealistic to, <laughs> to, yeah. To, to be a robot and it takes the fun and joy out of out of it in some instances right I'm, I mean I'm disciplined I'm all about having routines and and those are definitely critical but for journaling it's been seasons for me so I mean there's there's times where it could be every day and there's times where it could be twice a month um, and so journaling has just been this thing that I've I've been able to go to you know at times in my life to reflect on like oh this killer thing happened today this shitty thing happened today. Or there's just this memory I want, or, you know, I have these ideas and I want to put them down or there's this thing I keep thinking about. So I'm going to go write it down or I had this crazy dream last night. So I'm going to go write it down. So it's not necessarily a set time. Now the journal that I created is designed to do like a 90 day every day. But even with that, I didn't put like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I didn't put yeah. that in it because I didn't want a dad to feel like he's a failure if he missed a couple days or missed a week. Like that doesn't make you a failure, you know. Um, you tr you tried something, you started something, um, and so this journal is more designed to kind of help a dude get into the idea of journaling. So I kind of took the best questions 
that have helped me the last 15 plus years and I put them in a daily journal as so you're I so I can't uh, the, I can't imagine being 18 and thinking like oh, I got to I got to I got to start journaling. So what what inspired you to what inspired you to start doing it? Yeah, so my dad had um, always shared his adventures with my brother and I. And one of those was when he turned 18, he lived in Wisconsin and he took a motorcycle trip for three months to Mexico and he journaled his experience. And so I thought that that was really cool. And I always saw him journal and he used to tell us about him journaling. And I don't really know in what context, but we just knew it was kind of a part of his life. And so I think that's why I adopted it is like I was going to college and wanted to capture stuff, moments, prayers, whatever. And so I started writing it. And then maybe five or six years ago, I started to take my journals. I'd, I'd go on like a um, an annual retreat by myself and I would read through like my last year of journal to kind of see where I've been. And that yeah. helped me a lot in 2015 too when I was trying to process like, who am I is I was able to read through, you know, 15 years of journals and, and kind of timeline out my life to see where I had been and, and then think about like, okay, in 30 years or 15 more years, what do I want to read in my journals? Do I have, you know, I have the ability to kind of dictate some of that. It's like a time machine. You could just go back and read where you're at, you know, which is pretty cool. Yeah. There's so much that you forget. Totally. Just in the last, you know, couple months, never mind years. And I can see how that's beneficial when you have children too, because you can, uh, you know, you write down stories that have happened, the fun stuff, the bad stuff, the you know, mostly you know, and the and the good stuff. And uh, now, have you shared your journals with them? I have read certain things from my journals to kids. So like if I go back and it's like saying I'm doing some self-reflection and I read a story, I'll then make a note to like tell the kids at the dinner table like Brooklyn last night or today I was reading through my journal and I saw this. Or if there's something with my spouse, I'll take a picture of it and send it over to her of like, oh man, I, I, I wrote down this date we went on or whatever. So that's been cool to be able to share with them. And then I have a journal for each of my kids, which I wish I was like super killer at that. But when significant moments happen, I go and write in the journal to my kid. Um, so that's cool. I, I wish I did that more regularly, which I think I'm going to start, but um, that's been fun too. Oh yeah. That's great. Jim. So when did, when did, what year did you put this journal out? Ned? Actually, 2020. So okay. it was this year, January 1st, people had it in their hands. Now, I've been leafing through this, and I I love the organization of it. Thank you. And I, and I love it because, like Brendan said, you know, journaling can become an overwhelming thought to start. But you have set this book up in a very structured way where – Number one, I, like I'm excited. I know we're going to talk about, you know, doing this a little bit later, but I'm excited to get in and start filling in these pages because I think the questions you chose to have the father or whoever's actually journaling reflect on each day are just absolutely amazing. And uh, I just, I just, it just takes the, the overwhelming thought of having to sit 
with a blank piece of paper yeah. and having to write down your thoughts and just get lost and consumed in the fact that it's a blank piece of paper and you have to try to organize your own thoughts, which co- coming out of my head could be completely, <laughs> you know, who knows what's going to come out. This is going to help me stay on track and be focused and and really be able to, like you said, in a year's time, go back and be able to really reflect and look back and say, did I achieve what I wanted to do? How was I? Uh, so uh, kudos to you on on just being able to put out this product here and just have the pulse of what, you know, is really going to be most important for for dads or even whoever's journaling this to really focus on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely made it really specific for dads and made it specific for like what has helped me. And I didn't want it to be a, a planning journal, you know, so it's 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 not so much like what are my goals for 2021? Like the idea is who was I yesterday? Who am I today? And who do I want to be tomorrow? Like if that's where it would really it's really I mean, I want us to be in the present. And so the hope is that it helps us to be present and then self-aware you know, and, and, and I think that if a dude did it for, you know, say it took, you know, six months to get through the 90 days, um, that then they're comfortable just writing their thoughts down, you know, and it's a way to go and get what is in your head out on paper, you know, and so there are some guided questions, but then there's some open space too, where hopefully you write some stuff down. And once you write, you realize what you like. Do you like to write your thoughts, notes, ideas, reflection, prayers? Like what do you feel comfortable or enjoy writing about what helps your, your, your soul, what helps you? Um, but you know, I put some very strategic questions in there to kind of get them going. Yeah. They, so the, when I received the journals, I opened up and I see the first question and I think I thought about it for two days. Mm. And I knew, like, I, 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 I had a, I, I knew what I wanted to do with the journal. I wanted Jim and I to start it at the same time. I wanted us to kind of, and then uh, as we go through it, have you back on, and you know, kind of just dis- discuss some of, you know, the first, you know, whatever yeah. it is, thirty days, and, but I, I couldn't stop thinking about that question. The first two questions, actually, technically, I, I, I just, I just, and. The more I thought, the more my answer changed. Um, Dude, and I think that's really powerful for you to realize that. And I think sometimes that's crippling for us men is like, because the question is, who do you want to be for your family? You know, and and like, dang, that's heavy. Uh, I don't know. So I'm not going to do anything. It's almost like, well, I just want to be a kick-ass dad. You know, like, just go simple you know and then i think once you start going then it's it's the thing is there's no destination and our society has lied to us that we could google every answer and like every answer is there there's just no destination so enjoy the journey you know be a craftsman the book is called rebel and create a guide uh, uh to master the craft of fatherhood you know and that's what this is about like once you get deep into something you're passionate about, you realize how much you don't know, but then there's also freedom in that because there's room to grow and room to continue to, to become the man you want to become. So I think that if you can get over that initial uh, like deer in the headlights and just go for it, and that's what we're trying to do is like help a dude know you're the dude. Like you're, you're a dad. There's only a few humans on this planet that get to call you dad. And just go be that dude, you know? So, yeah, it, it's kind of heavy, but 
It doesn't have to be. No, like like Jim said, I think yeah, the way you set it up, it just it makes you uh, well one, it makes you want to do it because you know it's it's guided almost, right? Yeah. So yeah, what I gotta ask, what's with the nautical theme? You know is it what the, the voyage is that the I just love the ocean. So when I first made the book, I mean the rebel and create logo I actually had done in 2015. And I had this guy in New York who was just met on Instagram and had him start working on it. And I just love the idea of the ship in the waves and the journey. Like it's just adventurous. And, and I never wanted to have like a cover with me in like a suit with my, you know, my fist under my chin, being like <laughs> five steps of being the incredible father. Like, I just hate that crap. <laughs> I wanted a dude to hold the book and hold the journal and feel like they pulled it off of a, uh, you know, of a shelf in a museum and went, damn, this is, this was made for me. Like somebody cared, you know? So no paperback, no, no audible, I mean, maybe that stuff eventually, but for now it just had to feel like it mattered, like from every aspect. And I had to feel proud of it. So nautical theme, it was just this idea of adventure. You know, I just, I want to be an adventure and, and family really is an adventure, dude. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, it a is. lot. Of, it's yeah. wild, man. So that's the idea is just like, it matters. It just matters. And it's fun. I, I've always said fatherhood is the best worst job in the world. I've never been so blessed. I've never been so uh, happy. Uh, but then there's sometimes I'm just so stressed and I'm so and I'm worried. Like I don't. I've got to. I've got to raise these little humans to be good people and to uh, be just yeah, just good good to themselves and good to other people and. It's a tough thing to teach. That's why I think this matters so much too is is as men, we can really be isolated. And so, you know, we have to be in community with other people. Now, the cool thing is that could even mean, you know, West Coast, East Coast, we're on a podcast talking fatherhood. It could be reading a book and, and then I go talk to the dude. You know, I think that the world is smaller than we think it is and people are more willing to connect than we realize. And so, and, and dudes like, there's a little ego boost when you, you ask me, hey, dude, I'm struggling with how to discipline my five-year-old and you've got an eight-year-old. <sighs> Talk to me. And even yeah. if you're just like, yep. bro, I know, right? Like that's almost enough sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't have yep. to be an answer, but just to know that I'm not the only dude getting my butt out of bed at 5 a.m. and it's cold and my family's asleep and, you know, we just – we can so feel alone and um, we don't have to. So the idea of tribes and communities and dudes connecting is really important. Yeah, it's one thing that starting this podcast, even lately more so than ever uh, with some of the guests that we've had on, uh, it's been fantastic. I just, uh, more and more people that we've been connecting with and just hearing the stories is is phenomenal but you're you're right you're right uh you just having someone just you know pat you on the back and say yep i got you i understand yeah it's it's huge so i'm yeah and so just going back to the journal you guys had said you're going to do this together right so you're going to dig into this and then we'll 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 connect again and talk about what it was like as you've read through the questions is there any question you're like 
dude, help us dig into this more. Why does this matter? Or, you know, like maybe we can, we can expand on one of these questions. If there is one that as you've read through it, you're like, how would somebody answer this? Or how would this help somebody? Or what's up with the morning mantra or whatever? I just, you know, as people are listening, I wonder if it'd be helpful for them to know, like, what's a question they're going to get every single day? Uh, Ned, it says stop before you go any further. And so <laughs> I, I, you're I just, stuck on page I'm, one. Yeah, I just couldn't go any, I couldn't go anymore. Brent, so with Brendan opened up the book. He's like, well, I guess I got to call him. <laughs> Good thing I put my phone number right there. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a great question that I, Brendan, I don't know. I think maybe we should kind of go through each question on the, on the uh, daily, uh, daily journal entries and kind of let, Ned, give a idea of a best way to approach that question. Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, do we want to start out um, with the first two questions? I think that because those, I think, yeah. like I said, I thought about them for a long time. Yeah, let's a do it. Time. So when you first open it up, there's two questions, like with a full page you could answer, and then it goes into a daily question, like a daily set of questions, which is every day they're the same. I don't want to freak people out with a thousand different questions. When you open it up, it's like, stop, before you go any further, who do you want to be for your family? Yes. I mean, I think we could overwhelm ourselves, like we talked about a minute ago, with that question, but... I think at the core, most of us want the same thing. Like, I want to be loved. I want to be needed. I want to be respected. I want to be valued. And I want to feel like I'm leaving a mark on this earth. Right? Like, put me at 90 years old, looking in the mirror at myself. If I felt like... And here's a great, here's a great example. There was a time where my life was just hard. We were broke as broke. And just, I mean... We were getting free milk and cheese from this government. We, I'm trying to build my business. We had four kids and I'm like, dude, trying everything, three jobs. And, uh, my wife rolls over in bed and she says to me, you're a good man. And I'm like, holy, I mean, damn, that just hit me. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on outside of this. Like, if I can have did, her... Did she know you needed that? How did she know? <laughs> right? I don't know, man. All That's I awesome. remember is I remember that how I was laying, staring up at the ceiling, probably thinking about the day she was faced away from me, and she rolls over, puts her hands on my chest, and she's like... And it's like, as we're kind of falling asleep, right? And she's like, you're a really good man. And I'm like, F. That just was like exactly what I needed to keep going and to not feel like a piece of shit because I'm trying to build a business and we don't, we, she's, you know, waiting in line, giving the stamps to the people or the things to get the cheese, which sucks ass. I think I did it one time and, (laughs) uh, you know, and, um, so my point in sharing that is when you ask the question, like, who do you want to be for your family? I don't think that I'm asking the question to, to have you think of an answer that's not already there. There's something already in you that is a great man that wants to be an intentional, loving father, and that's gonna you're going to feel a lot of fulfillment. So it's like I'm just trying to have you uncover what's already there. Like get the dust off, get the shovels out, get to work on your heart because it's there. You're that dude. You just need to know that. Not everybody else, right? Like every woman wants a confident man, and every kid wants a dad who – 
believes in himself, you know? And so I think that's what the question is. It's like, dude, you got this, bro. But you got to be the one to answer the question. I can't tell you that. I can't. If this opened up and said, you want to be respected, valued, needed, loved, and know that you leave a mark on this earth, it's not the same as if you figure that out yourself. Right. I think, I think the big the the bigger part there is you just being able to write that down on your own and look at it and and like you said the answers are, are may vary but they're just going to vary in the actual words we write down totally totally but I think it's going to be the, the same concept. big thing is just having you just get it and write it down but exactly. one but once it's written down it's real right yeah. I then mean, you got to do it you yeah, got to do, right? like, do it right like yeah you got to yeah. do it so i think that's uh yeah that that's one of those things especially for me when i tell someone this is this is what i want to do um I, I I try my damnedest to get it done. Here's the thing, though. You Would know? you is that are you for that? Are, are you that same way about yourself? Like you're writing that to yourself, right? And so it's like, if I write this to myself, do I have enough respect for myself to then go after this thing? But I think we gotta let people know it's not a destination. It's it's a it's a progression of a direction and a path that you are choosing to walk on. Yeah, I, I. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like to add the laughter. It's got to. It's still yeah. got to be fun. It doesn't mean yeah. that I'm the, like I said before. I like to. I like to moon my friends still on the golf course. So it's not like. It's not like this all of a sudden makes you just Ned Flanders. Like I'm not just Ned Flanders. There's times where I'm Homer Simpson, right? And and I'm striving to be like a better version of both of those dudes, but. uh but the point is you can still have fun. It doesn't mean you change and, and just like wear clothes your wife buys for you now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I just I think uh I think I yeah, I I've always if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And yeah, whether it's you know, for me it I don't know. Yeah, that's a that 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 question alone. I'm gonna have to think about that one. <laughs> do I do it for me? Uh, all right, the next question. Let's go with the second one here, and I think we will wrap it up after that. So the next question in the book is, how do you want to be remembered? Now, this is the question that I thought about for a long time, and it kept changing. The answer kept changing. And, do you know, I want to be remembered for this. I want to be remembered for that. And um, I just... I felt like there was a lot of adjectives that I wanted to throw my direction. And then I'm just realizing how the heck am I going to accomplish all of that? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it, then it, it does, it becomes overwhelming, but, um, but also a good goal to strive for. Cause if you want to be known as someone who's, you know, smart, kind, generous, um, you know, if you want to be known for that, then you have to do it. Yep. So, yeah, it just uh, it can. Uh, yeah, that this question I just kept I kept adding more and, and more and more and um, and yeah. So yeah, it just kept me thinking for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess as you know, you 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 say all that. I go okay. If you were to write down one word, like pick one word for twenty twenty one, and just work on that one thing think sometimes it's just just do something yeah you know 
And because there's so many people we can compare ourselves to, well, this dad's the boating dad and this dad's the hiking dad. And this dad took his kid to, you know, ride mountain bikes across Europe. It's like, okay, okay. Like shut off your Instagram for a minute. What's the one thing that you can be or do or whatever, just do that one thing and do it every day. Well, I'm going to listen. I'm going to not be an asshole. I'm going to, you know, and then I think that just gets you moving. That gets your feet moving. So then tomorrow I'm going to be a listener, you know? And so I think, how do I want to be remembered? I think if you put yourself in a hospital bed at 90 years old and you imagine your kids and your grandkids and maybe even one great grandkid being held or something like, dude, that's heavy. What's, what do you want to be remembered for? It's probably not that you were the wildest adventurer. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's probably not that you were the strongest dad. Great. Now it's, I'm gonna need. I need a new book, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some white out. <laughs> you know. So I think if you put yourself in that situation, I mean, I think it comes down to some real basic things, right? I want. I, I want to be present. Like, if I could choose one thing and say, okay, dads, if you're totally stuck, then just choose choose the word present. And I think the love and respect and valued would all come out of that one word is if I choose to show up and be present. Because sometimes I think I even try to, to be too much, do too much that it's overwhelming for my kids. It's like my wife has said, we just need a night to just like just watch a movie and just chill and not whatever. And, and so I think that that one thing is, is really, it's time, right? It comes down to intentional time. Was I paying attention? Cause I could plan all day long, but that's like, okay, cool. Your kids were waiting there while you're planning to be a great dad. Yeah. <laughs> like how stupid is that? <laughs> so how true. do you want to be remembered? I think, you know, whatever age you are. Think of yourself as a 90-year-old man, hospital bed, which is heavy, or looking at yourself in the mirror, which I think is more powerful, and what do you want to see back? You know, because it's one thing to say, okay, well, how do I want my son to see me when I'm 90 years old? Well, how do I want to see myself? How, what, do, what do I got to be to be proud of myself? And then I think a lot of the, the Instagram comparison that we do with all the rad, rad possible stuff that is out there, a lot of that can just kind of go to the side and there's probably just a few really key things that matter to you. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can, you can be that dude for your family. Awesome. This is great. I I want, uh, I can't wait to start it. (laughs) So, uh, but we're going to start it. We're going to start it, uh, January 1st. So, and, and and the reason we are going to do it that way is because we want other guys, uh, listeners to join us and do it, do it with us. Uh, I think it'll be fun, and I think it'll get some dads moving, get some dads thinking. Yeah. Um, now, Ned, uh, okay, so links, where can they get the book and or the journal? I'm sorry, the journal or the book if you want to buy, yeah. you know, Rebel and Create. So uh, where can we, yeah, where can go we to, find go it to all? Re- yeah, rebelandcreate.com. Um <clears throat> And then uh, right there, you can get that. And then you could use promo 20 to get 20% off. Nice. Get the book, get the journal, whatever you want, ship it to you. And dude, if you are listening to this and you're just straight broke and you don't have money to get it, email me ned at rebelandcreate.com and I'll send you a free one. Like I would rather have there be a dude who's intentionally trying to serve his family than 
a dude who's just like trying, but just cannot figure out how to get himself out of whatever he's in. So, um, yeah, rebelandcreate.com. You could find me Ned Shout at uh, or on Instagram and uh, see what I'm up to with my kiddos, and then Rebel and Create on Instagram too, just to see what you know what we're doing. And listen to that podcast, yeah. Fatherhood Field Notes. You will not be disappointed. It is right on, man. Yeah. Now, Dad's Worldwide is a dad podcast. We joke around. We have a great time. Not that Ned doesn't have, joke around and have a good time on his podcast. However. It's a father podcast. They talk serious business on there, but it's great. It's fantastic. You won't regret it. So check out that podcast. Um, don't forget to uh, jump on. Uh, when you're done listening to Ned's podcast, jump on there and review it. Damn it. Yeah. Subscribe. Appreciate that. And do the same for Dads Worldwide. Jump yeah, on there. That's right. <laughs> a lot of work you guys put into it. And anybody <laughs> who's willing to take that couple minutes to go write a review, it helps. You know, something you're passionate about is it helps other dudes find it and other dudes need it. And and I would say, man, if you enjoyed this or any of the other episodes from Dads Worldwide, just text it to a homie, dude. Be a little vulnerable and say, dude, check out this podcast. I think you dig it. That's how word gets spread. That's how things matter. And think about how you found this thing, why you found this thing, you know. You got to be the one to tell another dude about it. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, you know how to get a hold of me, Brendan at dadsww.com or... Jim at dadsww.com. And as always, if you hate us, you got to tell us hate mail, <laughs> hate mail at dadsww.com. And, uh, man, Ned, that's, that's where we get all of our mail. Actually, no ever, most of it. Yeah. The no majority. one has ever emailed me. <laughs> not once. Not once. It all, no. I love it. It, it all so gets funny. filtered in through hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing we've done thus far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've said it a million times, Ned. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you coming on the show today. It, yes. it, it was a blast. And, uh, so love and, it. appreciate you guys. And, uh, we're going to have you back on and to discuss the journal some more and hopefully we'll have a lot more people and maybe some questions for you awesome sounds good guys all right thanks for listening later later dads worldwide loyal listeners possibly you